0: to Healthy Energy with Margot. In our show, we explore the various ways we can connect to our energy and shift our perspective to create change in our being and in life. Now, here's your host, Margot Nielsen.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to a magical Monday with Healthy Energy with Margot. Thank you so much for joining me today, whether you are listening live or to this recording. How much fun can we have today? My guest today is Chris Stormer, coming to us from South Africa. So welcome, Chris, and thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you, Margot. What a privilege and honor to be with you. I always love chatting with you. So I'm going to share a little bit about Chris. She's a vibrant source of energy. Her notorious, upbeat, and innovative presentations have ensured constant invitations to be a guest speaker on natural health and healing throughout the world for over 27 years. As a renowned world authority on these subjects, she's the author of eight books now because she has published her new book, and she's affectionately known as the Universal Foot Lady. Chris stumbled onto feet in 1987 as a total skeptic. Combining 10 years of medical knowledge with her fertile and innovative mind, she offers a more holistic and visionary approach to health and healing. And in doing so, make sure that the complementary modalities keep pace with the ever expanding needs of modern life, physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. So that's Chris's bio. But what I know of Chris is she's just an amazing being. I always say if you ever get a chance to see her, be with her, do it, because she just is just a real angel on earth. And I don't know, I just love you a bit. <laughs> So I'm so excited to be with you again today, Chris.
2: (laughs) Oh, wow. But it does take one to recognize one. You do realize that, Margaret. I
1: know. You always tell me that. So thank you. I will receive that.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I am simply your mirror. And thank you very much for that beautiful introduction.
1: Oh, you're welcome. So our topic of conversation today is Chris's new book, Hot Footing It to Health. And it's a fabulous book. So, Chris, what was the inspiration behind this book
2: um, when I say there wasn't I um, <laughs> <laughs> When I say that, it actually was many years ago because, in fact, this is, as you said, my eighth book. And I was very blessed to have Hodder and Stoughton in London publish my other seven. And they published one book called The Definitive Guide to Reflexology, but they only did about a thousand copies. Actually, I don't even know if they did that. And it it disappeared from the shelves almost immediately. And everybody loved that book. It was called The Reflexology Bible. So I thought, oh, my goodness, I better do this again. But it didn't quite work out that way. And this book, Hot Putting to Health, was actually written in 2009, and um, it's been sitting on my bookshelf for ages, and then I started writing yet another book, because I've got another four books on the go at the moment, oh my and God. because I keep all the information on my, my laptop, you know, when you go to search, and I wanted to find something because of my, you know, all the information I've kept mm-hmm. as I channel it through, um, I kept coming across this information, and I found out it was in this book I'd called Hot Footing It to Health. So I thought, I looked at it and I thought, oh, my goodness, it's it's finished virtually. So that was um, now, what, nine years later. And you know, they talk about babies being nine months in the, the womb. Well, this is my baby. It was nine years in the womb. <laughs> and uh, eventually I got an editor. Well, first of all, I decided, okay, um, and didn't really want me anymore. When I say that, they did want me, but didn't want me, if that makes sense. It just means that um, they, they, have so, they, they changed their direction. So I managed to get a release from them. And I decided it was time to produce a baby myself. And that in itself is a journey. Self-publishing is something I had never envisaged, but I'm so grateful I did it. First of all, I found the most amazing editor. Only challenge is that she works during the day and works at nighttime. Well, I, I work the other way around. I work during the day and I sleep at nighttime. Um, when I say she works at nighttime, she does the editing at nighttime. So I would get messages like at two in the morning or whatever it was. So my sleep pattern at that time sort of ended up being three or four hours a night. But it was so worth it. And she was an amazing, she is an amazing editor. And we went through this book, we edited it 19 times. Can you believe it? And there's still, whenever we go through it, we find something else. But you know what? Nothing's ever perfect. Perfect. And then I found a fabulous um, artist, uh, Greg Davis, and he did the cover, which I absolutely love. It's so vibrant and, mm-hmm. color and so on and found a proofreader and then i found um a super bookshop called scoops that's books spelled backwards um in south africa in in johannesburg and that's where i did the launch so the whole process was very exciting and as i said it's taken nine years to get here but oh my goodness i had such fun en route
1: it's it's an amazing book, so just to let you know, it's in beautiful color people. it's it's Chris talks about in any of her presentations, she talks about what red and orange and yellow and green and um, violet, blue, all of the colors, what they mean to us and how they present in our body various aspects. So the book has got all those colors on it. And in the book you will find page after page of inspiration of what might be going on in your body, and a thought process. And she brings in reflexology. Everything is, you know, go have a reflexology session. So as a reflexologist, I love it because it's just another, um, you know, like you say, a Bible in that way of being able to, you know, if somebody's got something going on, go and have a look at the book and just kind of see. I think as I say that to you, Chris, I'm going to – take little post-it notes and write what they all are on the side so I can have a real quick quick look up for somebody if, if um, I want to know a little bit more. So I wonder what, what some of the prominent ones you find that show up because we're talking about everything from digestion to back to health to aches and pains in the feet to anything and everything in the body. Do you find something shows up more than others?
2: Um, well, the, can I just say here that um, the reason I, I really uh, changed the book to where it is now is that people have been handing their power away um, by blaming the outer world. So whenever anybody is sick, they'll blame the food they ate, the uh, environment or whatever it is. And when they do that, then the, the situation is out of their control. So how I've done this book is, is so that the body is telling us why it gets upset, why it reacts badly, what's going on in the person's life. Um, And it helps the individual. And what I found is is various remarks. Some people can read it from cover to cover and and love it. Other people find that they actually prefer just to pick it up um, whenever they feel the need open it up, and that page is what they need to read at that time. So it's been a very interesting journey for me because, um, as I say, my first reason for doing it was to help allow individuals to empower themselves so that they know what their body is telling them and what the body is complaining about. So when it comes to pain... um, that of course if you break the word down is you get the word par in and because big boys were told not to cry big boys don't cry cowboys don't cry and because disease goes back seven generations or more so we choose i know this could be a challenge for some people i was one of them Um, we choose our family because they have the similar issues, issues that we need to work out in our life. So because on the male line, a lot of the pain that the men went through was not expressed. And us women, we we tend to be a little bit more emotional and expressive. So particularly women um, react to pain. Men do too now, and because men are now becoming more, um, what's the word, they're more, open to expressing their feelings and their emotions they're also able to uh, show this how? What am I trying to say here? It's about the pain, the pa within. So what we are processing when we are going through pain or whatever it is, our issue, we're going back several generations. And this is not to blame, and it's not to judge, and it's not to condemn. It's simply to understand that we have chosen to go through this so that we can work out our issues and get better at being ourselves. Did that make sense?
1: Yes, it did. So pa, you mean like father?
2: Pa is father, yeah. Oh, okay. So, so again, I mean, uh, and the degree of, of pain that a person goes through is obviously the amount of uh, emotion that was suppressed for generations. And the Very good news, is, <laughs> because the good news is, is that if we process it and we know what we're processing, we then release it from our, so our children don't have to go through
1: it. Is that fun? It is fun, and you know, I hurt my back on the weekend. Uh. (laughs) So, you know, I'm going through money and communication and all the other things I know and nothing really feels like it fits, but that fits, Chris. Well, there you go. Well,
2: that's fantastic, and that's what the book is about: is to help people to find the answers within. I can't obviously tell everybody what it is for them specifically, but I can, through the book, give guidelines as to questions to ask themselves, and also how to really listen to the words that we are, are using. Like, as I say, pain, par in, and then the other one, of course, is complain. Now, when people complain, 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 complain. complain not only do they become a pain to everyone else, but they become a pain to their body as well. So then the body starts paining to show that, to to draw attention to the fact the person is constantly complaining. So then if the person stops and finds out what they really are complaining about, what is the real issue here? How far back does it go? Um, Why is there this need to keep going on and on and on about the same old thing? And the moment the person realizes, oh, my goodness, actually, this is manageable. I can do something about it. I don't have to complain anymore. It may not even be an issue in the present. It may be something from the past that is no longer existing. So, again, when people are talking, to be aware of, of how they complain and what they're complaining about. Because we all complain. I mean, let's face it, we're human. But if it's, it's those constant complaints that go on and on and on and on
1: yeah I've started poking people with stuff just just asking different questions and you know is that really what you want to say or how you want to be and it's like oh okay and just just changing up the words a little bit and then it, it just it's gentler
2: you yes know, uh,
1: shifting uh, the energy so similar to your book in that way is you know people reading through it and oh, okay maybe I could look at it reframe it and, yes and, and shift and make it make things go away or not go away <laughs> release things easier. And take, like you say, take back your power so it's not all about, um, you know, wallowing in that space. And, and sometimes we need help from from somebody, right?
2: Uh, d- definitely. But also remember, uh, and you know this very well, Margot, is that, you know, it's so much easier to deal some, with something that you know what you're dealing with. If you don't know what you're dealing with, you don't know where to start. Mm -hmm. So again, the book is giving clues as to where this pain could be coming from or this disease could be coming from, because of course disease is uneasiness within, and the uneasiness starts at the soul, it then affects the emotions, and eventually it manifests physically, which is where reflexology, particularly the universal technique reverses that by first addressing the physical aspect, then it addresses the emotional as- aspect, and then it allows the soul to settle down. So that's why reflexology is so powerful.
1: Awesome. I love reflexology, and, and it's, it's neat to see that change in people of just giving them that space once just to sit down, relax a little bit, and then get into it and, you know, just be in that space to allow themselves to heal quicker. Yeah, absolutely. That they don't need to hold on to. Well,
2: as you know, I broke my ankle um, 12 weeks ago. And I started reflexology once the cast and everything was off. My healing has accelerated so quickly. And so, you know, it was really great for me to be in that position where I I couldn't have reflexology. Well, not I could have done, but and then suddenly this angel came on the scene. And now I've noticed such a difference in my progress, in my healing. But obviously, there's been a lot of um, assessing within myself. Why did it happen? What was going on in my life? What do I need to do to fix that in my life? And so it's been a very, very powerful and wonderful experience for me.
1: I love how you can look at things like that, Chris. I remember my first time meeting you and we had gone out for a walk to the bank and then coming back and you had fallen, like you'd tripped over a piece of cement that was a little bit higher and there was no, oh my gosh, it was just like, wow, you know, I hurt my ankle and and my hand and I'm going through this stuff with my brother and it was just (laughs) all about learning from something and not going into the, oh my goodness, look what happened to me. It was, it was taking that message from it.
2: Absolutely, because the more we buy into it and into the drama, the more panicky our body becomes. The moment we say, okay, it happened, let's get over it, um, then, of course, the body doesn't go into that absolute uh, panic-stricken
1: state. Very true. You know, my daughter also fractured her ankle uh, in June, and I worked on her a lot. In the beginning, I just did energy healing until the fracture was was better and I could do reflexology. So it has helped her tremendously and she was back at work after I think 5 weeks once we got the all clear on the fracture and then just continue to work with her so she's she's doing really well. So yes, reflexology does certainly help. If you've got something going on in your body, highly recommend you find a reflexologist wherever you might be in the world and give it a try. It's one of my favorite things to have done and to do for people just to see that change and I don't know, it, it's just a neat, it's a soul connection, That's all I can say about that, you have to try it, you can't hear about it, you have to try it, right Chris? Uh, absolutely, I was
2: once asked by some skeptics to prove how it worked, and um, so I sort of thought about that, and I said, well, if you can prove that God exists, then you can prove that reflexology works, um, that really did certainly make them think. <laughs>
1: That's awesome. We're going to go to a break, and then we will be right back.
3: Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America.
0: Have you been neglecting yourself, and now is the time to make you a priority in your own life? To be kinder and more in tune with yourself. Maybe there is an area of your life you would like to shift or gain a new perspective margo of healthy energy would be happy to assist you to get in touch with margo to book your healing session or coaching session today call 778-828-8005 or email healthy at that's 778-828-8005 or email healthy at do you wish you had more energy would you like to have a more restful sleep do you experience discomfort in your joints? Maybe you'd like to release some excess weight. The Health Made Simple and Weight Management Made Simple programs by Secret may just be what you're looking for. To get started today, contact Margot Nielsen at 778-828-8005 or healthyenergy@shaw.ca. Again, to discover what Secret can do for you, call Margo at 778-828-8005 or email healthyenergy at shaw.ca. listening to Healthy Energy with Margot, We'd love to connect with you on the program today. Call us at one 472 5792 That's 1-866-472-5792. Or send an email to energy at shaw.ca. Now, back to Healthy Energy with Margot. Here again is Margo Nielsen. Welcome back to
1: Healthy Energy with Margot. Chris and I were talking on the break and we thought we'd read out a a page in the book just to kind of give you an example of what you might find in here so we picked a page and it's called take a stand nobody else will out of sight out of mind can I need my glasses hang on folks <laughs> 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 from the truth all that stuff shunted pitilessly into the background doesn't simply go away menacing memories loiter ominously in the very substance of the backbone, periodically making themselves known as a reminder of unfinished business. Pointing fingers and blaming the past is an absolute, absolute cop-out, a handy shield or a convenient excuse and used to endanger pity, justify bad behavior, get out of trouble, avoid doing something, or dodge obligations. Little, if anything, can be achieved. But whatever happens, it always comes back, prodding the body in the back until resolved. Hiding behind the past is a sad admission of feeling totally out of control, minimizing the chances of living a substantial present. Wretched tales of woe are non-starters that effectively end up holding everything back. Always being late, feeling left behind, allowing backlogs to build up, being totally dependent and reliant on others, intentionally and inadvertently turning the back on someone or something important, and plonking all those pesky, unresolved, unsettled, unanswered, or uncertain issues onto the back without an excuse me or thank you become a real burden to this part of the physique. Whatever goes on behind the back is only a perception, despite the mind being convinced otherwise, deceiving letting itself off the hook. Fortuously, some good usually comes from the perceivably bad, offering unexpected opportunities to become even better at being oneself. Ideal for straightening out issues and strengthening the core of the body, namely the spine, reflexology willingly assists in making sure that nothing holds the mind back, enabling the physique and the spirit to move forward with ease. Massaging the feet effectively resolves back problems as the subconscious mind acknowledges, accepts, and releases frightful aspects of the past. A truly pleasant way to get back on the feet with the relief making it so much easier to stand up and take full responsibility for whatever happened or didn't happen previously. With history no longer determining destiny, the heart and spirit are filled with love, bringing enlighten me and meant to enlighten (laughs) me. Enlighten. to the whole. Refuse to be a slave to the past. So, Chris. Yes, my angel. (laughs) those that's an example of, of one of the the little chapters or pages in the book that you will get insight so as i read that yes i got many things come up for me <laughs> and that's why you had me read that page i know <laughs> But did it, did it, did it bing any bells in your body? Well, you know, when you first started saying about paw in, so I had lifted this ladder. I had a great weekend away at the ranch, and I had lifted the, a ladder that was really, really heavy just to see if I could do it. And I said, no, I'm not going to do it. So when you brought about um, the paw in, which is why I clarified whether paw meant father, I believe my dad had fallen off a ladder. Ah. Uh-huh. And that... That fit more. There was more of an energy there than, oh, is it money? Is it relationship? Is it this? Is it that? It just had more of a sense of it. So, um,. I don't know. Yes. That could be connected. And this is the other thing about the book.
2: It's not just understanding what's happening to us, but it's also the story. When when did the pain start? What was going on in your life? And also, uh, the other useful way of doing it is taking 10 years. So, for example, I'm not going to say your age, but say you were 37 now.
1: <laughs> You're so kind. <laughs>
2: And um, this all happened just now, obviously. You would go back, um, and you, if you knew what was happening by the, at the time of your mother falling pregnant... Uh, what were her circumstances, uh, what, were her, uh, what was her position, was she married, was she unmarried, was it a planned pregnancy or was it a, what What was it? Um, most people do know because their parents talk about it, they don't always know, so that's not essential. Then sometimes parents, uh, the mother talks about the time in the womb and her relationship with the father, so then we look at the seven month period time in the womb, what was going on in, in their lives at that time. Then, when the baby is born, seven months, uh, the baby's seven months old, seven years old, 17, 27, 37. And what you'll find is a repeat of a pattern. And so this is a very useful exercise because it doesn't just start yesterday. It doesn't start two weeks ago. As I said, it goes back generations, and and this is just to understand. And the interesting word about the, I mean, the interesting thing about the word understand is that the feet are underneath us and we stand on them. And this is where I get the greatest understanding because, of course, the feet speak a very, very unique language. They reflect what's going on in the body. Every time we change our mind, that shifts the energy, which shifts the, the energy and motion, which is emotion. And that then is reflected onto the feet. So, yeah, it's getting the story. What is the story, high story, the history? If you go to the doctor, he'll take a medical high story, history. Mm -hmm. Um, So from our point of view, it's the emotional, spiritual history that really
1: has the clues. Well, I think I'm not a real doctor going going girl, so... um, for me, that just makes more sense is to take it in that way because, yes, there's the physical aspect that of what has gone on. And yet, like you say, there's just so much more to that story that if you can get it from it, it'll release it in a total different way
2: definitely because the thing is you know, a medical history is very factual and obviously gosh i mean i'm so grateful to my surgeon right now and um i think he's learned a bit from me now um not being the oh, normal <laughs> <laughs> he, he he doesn't quite know what hit him when i came through the, the theater doors and um But the thing is, everyone's. uh, What I find is he's willing to learn. He's willing to also listen. But as I said, going back to the medical history, that is very statistical, factual. What happened here? What happened there? Appendix, uh, so on and so forth. But the question is. Why, was the, why did the appendix have to be taken out? Why did the tonsils have to be taken out? What was going on in the family at that time? Were the parents arguing? Um, that would be the tonsils. or It um, didn't even have to be verbally because children pick it up at a, a subconscious level, um, which is when it affects the um, middle ear infections. And then with appendix in the olden days, there was a lot of that. You can see what my age is um, because people were in dead-end relationships, going nowhere and since divorce you'll see that the uh, incidence of appendix has actually decreased enormously so there's also these social implications as well um, and the impact that that has on our health and disease so you can go to the third world countries and see what's going on there um, and as well as what's going on in the the first world countries you'll see that there's very different social and cultural um, stories and It's the personal, the individual story that's the most important. So I don't know another person's story, but the feet will give me guidelines as to the questions to ask a person so that they can start sharing their stories. And this is the most wonderful thing about the language of the feet um, because once you can know the questions to ask the client, it's amazing how they find the relief in just talking about things that they haven't been able to speak about before.
1: And, and that's, that's awesome. I think just to be that space for somebody in that way. Um, you know, and like you say, the questions to ask somebody just to get them to open up and let go of what it is. I know I've asked some clients and, you know, I, something popped into my head with a lady and I said, if it doesn't fit, let it go. But she said, no, I've never been able to tell anybody that and it cleared up whatever was going on in her body. That's fantastic. I couldn't find anything. I asked her a question about it, and she said what she needed to say. And then, you know, the next time I saw her, I asked, how was it? She goes, oh, it went away right away. So, you know, sometimes just being able to verbalize it, let it out, see, it it just shifts it. What do you think about dementia? Like, what's going on there out of curiosity? Um, There's a huge amount
2: of that around as well as outside. That's what I asked. (laughs) <laughs> um again, it's, it's what has actually happened. If we go into the social side, you know, a lot of the older people are getting dementia uh, and Alzheimer's. Now, if you think of the world that they were born in, and I mean, I'm, I'm sort of getting up to the old age, but I'm not sort of quite there yet. But if you think about the world then, and I remember it very well, is that if there were fewer people. There were, weren't were so many cars. There was um, there, not a... Uh, the computers we have today, there weren't all the laws and regulations, there weren't all these forms that you had to fill in, and there weren't all these procedures. And what actually happens is that a person when they can't cope with a situation, and we all know that, we go out of our minds. We go crazy. We, We 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 lose control. And when we're out of control, we don't like that situation because we are such control freaks. And that in fact is one of the greatest causes of nervous disorders is all around control, being totally in control or feeling totally out of control and how we subconsciously control other people. So when people become demented, they don't want to be, or Alzheimer's as well, they don't want to be taking part in this world anymore. They they, they don't, they can't cope. There's just too much going on and they, they just don't, they feel inadequate. Does that make sense to you?
1: It does. I'm just thinking of you know a few people that I know that are you know closer to home that have it, and you know they're not that old actually. They're in their sixties, which I don't consider that old. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I watched my dad
2: go through it you as know, well. You think sixties ancient? <laughs> not anymore.
1: No, but <laughs> when you start getting closer to those ages, it's like no, we're just young. We're still young. What are you talking about? <laughs> No, but again, it's their
2: circumstances. Uh, if you look at their circumstances in your 60s, actually this is the 50s, 60s, um, is when things start getting a little out of control. I don't know if um, people are aware of that. It's like your your life events. You now I was talking about this 10-year, 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 10-year. That's 10-year, tenure, not 10-year. Tenure. Um, it's, it starts building up and building up, which is why when people get older, stuff that has happened in the past that has been suppressed, that has been controlled, um, starts coming and, and rearing its ugly head. And this is what throws people and makes them panic and not feeling control. So,
1: so dementia is about losing control to some degree. It's I mean, feeling... doesn't work maybe the same way, so you start to... Um, Yeah, you just, I I watched that in my dad, I guess, and it was just very fascinating to, you know, certain things don't work, you can't do certain things. So then you don't have the same maybe things to plan for in life, or you're not using your mind the same way, or you're just, yeah, all very interesting
2: You just don't know what to think, basically. So dementia, not able to, uh, disconnected from the mentality, not able to think. And the interesting thing is that when a person becomes demented or Alzheimer's, they then have other people, they control other people because they are dependent on other people.
1: Yes, and and you watch elderly people to some degree, they can't do things and now they have to ask for help for things. And that's a bit of a mental switch.
2: It is, and it's a form of control, and and we humans are so funny, and as I say, we love to be able to control things, even if it's indirectly, and it's not done consciously, it's done subconsciously.
1: So control makes you almost, I don't know, I would say rigid is the word that pops into my head.
2: <laughs> well, that's where the arthritis comes in. <laughs> uh, yeah. Because the having arthritis is obviously, if you break that word down, you get art righteous. So when we we are determined or we're adamant that we are right, it's only our way and nobody else's way. Then of course that stiffens up the body because the body says this is the only way to do things, and then that rigidifies and and the joints. So yeah, arthritis is all part of control as well, Um, because of the fear of being. So it's the fear of being out of control that often makes people sick or uneasy, and then the disease manifests itself.
1: Very interesting, because in, in another body of work I do, access consciousness, we talk about the word control, and and you know, there's a clearing around it of just being in control, out of control, or feeling controlled, and letting all that go, and just going with it.
2: Yep, um, and I and it's, yeah. So Karen, go ahead. Um, So as I say, uh, nervous disorders basically are all around control and the master gland, the pituitary gland, um, of course, functions according to the uh, instructions from the hypothalamus, which is the composer of the body and it gets its instructions from our thoughts and, um, of course, depending on the type of thoughts we have and whether we are in control of our thoughts or whether other people we feel are taking over our thoughts, et cetera, then that's going to set up a chain reaction throughout the whole body.
1: Very interesting, because I know I had a conversation with somebody once and I said, do you feel like you control things? And I upset her with the question, but you think of sometimes we do need to be in control. Like if you're organizing something, you want to you know, be the overseer of it to that degree. So it's not necessarily a bad word. It, maybe it's just when we think, think that way that it's, it's not a good thing. Do you know what I mean? Uh, def-
2: you're talking about be- being in control of your life. Uh, it's very different. It's when you're trying to control other people's lives. Ah, that's the
1: key. Yes. Very cool. So we're going to go to a break. So come on back.
3: Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America.
0: Have you been neglecting yourself? And now is the time to make you a priority in your own life? To be kinder and more in tune with yourself. Maybe there is an area of your life you would like to shift or gain a new perspective. Margo of Healthy Energy would be happy to assist you. To get in touch with Margo to book your healing session or coaching session today, Call 778-828-8005 or email HealthyEnergy at Shaw.ca. That's 778-828-8005 or email HealthyEnergy at Shaw.ca. Do you wish you had more energy? Would you like to have a more restful sleep? Do you experience discomfort in your joints? Maybe you'd like to release some excess weight. The Health Made Simple and Weight Management Made Simple programs by Secret may just be what you're looking for. To get started today, contact Margot Nielsen at 778-828-8005 or healthyenergy@shaw.ca. Again, to discover what Secret can do for you, call Margo at 778-828-8005 or email healthyenergy@shaw.ca. Listening to Healthy Energy with Margot. We'd love to connect with you on the program today. Call us at 1 866 472 5792. That's 1 472 5792. Or send an email to healthyenergy@shaw.ca. at shaw.ca. Now, back to Healthy Energy with Margot. Here again is Margot Nielsen.
1: Welcome back to Healthy Energy with Margot. I'm here with Chris Stormer, and we're talking about hot-footing it to health, which is Chris's new book, and just sharing some different insights on various health and maybe dis-ease in the body, and another one, Chris, that I've noticed a lot is cancer. So can you maybe speak to that? Maybe we can help some people with how they look at it, whatever is going on in their body. Definitely. Um, Cancer, as you know, is
2: is the latest, uh, most modern disease, I suppose, of the world. But again, um, if you think about, say, for example, a plant, and if you keep feeding the plant and giving it water and so on, what's it going to do? It's going to grow and it's going to flourish. And what actually happens, and we all do it to a certain extent, is that we feed things that... uh, Have upset us in the past, made us feel uncomfortable, um, memories that have been distasteful, and we hang on to a lot of resentment, particularly if we had an abusive childhood or whatever it is. Some people don't, and some people do, and there's no right or wrong. It's just that some people can't let go of certain issues in their life. Now, like anything in life, and particularly if you keep talking about it or feeding it, then, of course, it's going to grow. So any resentment, dissatisfaction that is constantly regurgitated, um, either verbally or in the mind talk, then, of course, it's going to, as I say, grow. And that, of course, we know as cancer. Um, I have a young friend who I used to babysit and he's just been diagnosed in his 40s with esophageal and stomach and liver cancer. And he immediately came round here. Now he's not one for um, all this what he my husband calls wafty wafty stuff. And <laughs> so I had given him a book, and his mum passed six weeks um, previous to that. And I was in the UK, and anyway he got the book, he didn't read it, and his sister came round because she was concerned about him. So I just told her, to, you know, to tell him to open the book. And interesting enough, he opened it on blue, which of course is the throat chakra. And he said that it actually made a lot of sense. I'm actually feeling quite emotional as I'm telling this to you. Mm-hmm. He came around and I, he said, what could he do? I said, first of all, the first thing is to realize that you, it's up to you not to allow this to get the better of you. Because it's only a, a small portion, even if it's in three parts of your body, the bulk of your body is actually healthy. And so it's on your side. So it's to to look back and see what it is that you're feeding that is, is going to become a threat in your life. And so that's the very first thing. The other thing, of course, um, which I'm a great fan of, is the white light and pure love. Now, this is really wafty-wafty, but it really works as well. So when we send the white light and pure love into our body, when we go into a dark room and we switch on the light, then the darkness disappears. So the more white light we send to that cancerous, those cancerous cells, the more the darkness, the anger, the frustration, the resentment dissipates. And then, of course, the pure love, it's not unconditional love because that's got the word conditional, it's pure divine love. Love is a very, very high vibration. And anger, frustration, and so on are very low vibrations. So if you think of an opera singer's voice and when she sings and hits a certain pitch, that will shatter glass. And the glass, of course, is physical. Her voice is non-physical. And this is exactly what the pure love does when it's sent to those cancerous cells. It helps raise the vibration. And all required, if you can't visualize, is just saying the words and sending it and not sure where it is in the body, just say, I send and fill my body with white light and pure love. And also to to remain very, very positive, Um, to look on the bright side of life, to realize that if you do go through chemotherapy, and you lose your hair. Now, hair are antennae, and they help us think. So what actually happens, it's the body saying, these thoughts actually didn't help me, which is often why um, when a person regrows their hair, it is very different, maybe curly when it had been straight or vice versa, different colors and so on, which means that they've had a change of mind which is much healthier and better for them. The other thing that often happens with chemotherapy is vomiting, and again, this is a good thing. If we see these things as good, not bad, and, and don't fight it, um, because are, now the body's getting getting rid of all the things that made it sick. And, of course, we de- definitely ha- it's not just about food. We feed it memories. We feed it belief systems that make it sick. So this is the body saying, okay, I'm getting rid of all this, so now I have a chance with a fresh start. So there are many things, but most of all is to not fight any disease, not to fight cancer, because it's a part of us. It's a part that has grown out of proportion. And so it's about making friends with it and and acknowledging it and knowing it's there and thanking it for drawing your awareness to something that is a threat in your life. And you know now you're still alive. You can do something about it. You can really dig deep and find out what is that story what have i been telling myself and how can i make it better for myself so that i feel better about the whole situation
1: that's fascinating chris because i just had this conversation with somebody yesterday about when we have a dis-ease of the body and everybody says oh you have to fight it and i says why would you want to fight a part of you so thank you for saying that because it's like we need to embrace that. It's still a part of us. It's not a bad part or awful. We just need to embrace it. Send it the pure love and white light. And thank you for the reminder on that one as well, because it is very powerful. And, you know, sometimes when you get in that space, you forget some of your tools. I even, a friend yesterday had typed me back something I like to say to people. And I just, I I laughed because I thought, right, I forgot that. Thank you for the reminder. So, but i think it, it's it's that is a very potent i think thing is when you have something to going on in your body is to not fight it embrace it and ask it what it's trying to tell you so you can get that message get the story and then maybe start that healing journey Absolutely. And the white light and pure love can be used in every walk of life
2: and at any time. You know, if you're going to go and see your bank manager or whatever, you can always send it ahead of yourself and also fill yourself with it. But I just, on a humorous side, I, I do aqua aerobics to get my ankle strong at the moment. And I don't know why, why these people go, but they yak, 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 yak. And the music was terrible yesterday. And so I thought, I, I really love my aqua row because I really wish to exercise. So I just started filling myself with white light and pure love, and I started sending it out into this massive gym. And guess what? The music started going softer. Eventually it stopped, and these people started talking in less loud voices. So, yup. I shouldn't use it maybe that way, but I did, and it worked.
1: No, I think that's awesome. I think that's a great, you know, because you could go to oh, the music is awful, the people are talking, I'm not enjoying it, I'm not coming back. You used a tool to help change that situation. Maybe nobody else noticed it, but it made it more enjoyable for you. And why wouldn't we choose that, Chris? Like really? <laughs> <laughs> well, why no, we be able to. For <laughs> <That one too. laughs> but it was fantastic
2: and as you say, i then could really enjoy the aqua which is why I mean, why do people go we go to exercise not to chat them exercise the jaw but anyway i've learned just
1: <laughs> the, the pure love <laughs> oh that's awesome <laughs> so there's two different <laughs> extremes of how to use pure love and white light <laughs>
2: No, it's very useful, and I mean, it, again, uh, fear. A lot of people get very fearful about situations. So if they they fill themselves up with a white light, particularly you know people who don't like travelling, uh, which I love. But I do understand why people, so if they send that energy, maybe if they're going on a plane and they don't like flying, send the white light, the pure love, to the the, the plane in advance, to all the people on the, the plane, fill yourself up with it, get on the plane, fill yourself with the white light and keep doing it. And and also what I do is visualize the angels just flying underneath the plane. Um, so yeah, I'm a bit wonky, but I, I love being it this way because I know that they're all there, there's beautiful energies out there, the angels and all this light and energy that we it's there for us to use and guess what it's free
1: it is free and uh, Chris I wouldn't call it wonky I know yes a lot of people might but if you start to tap into those kind of things and play with the energies and things that serve you and let go of things that don't serve you you're going to lead a more happier healthy life and that doesn't necessarily mean things won't show up like Chris breaking her ankle me hurting my back these are all things we learn from and then we have the story or the You know, a different background or a different whatever to be able to share with somebody that we're not just because we're into these things doesn't mean life doesn't happen. But we were able to move through it a little bit more with I'm going to use my mom's words, grace and dignity.
2: I love that. That's beautiful. Yeah, I mean, life would be so boring if nothing happened. I mean, you know, as humans, we start complaining very soon. You know, uh-huh. nothing exciting happens in my life, and then exciting things happen. And say, like, oh my goodness, my disaster and you no know, tragedy and so on. And yet, we ask for it. And uh, the wonderful thing, as you quite rightly say, is there opportunities to grow and become better at being ourselves. You know, when people are sick, they say, oh, I don't feel well, I don't feel good, whatever. What don't they feel good about? Um, And then, of course, when they come back to work, they say, I feel so much better now. And the question is better about what? And, you see, we don't really finish our questions, I mean, our our sentences. Um, People say, I'm so tired. And the question I'd ask them, what are you tired of? Because the moment you start really listening to what you're telling yourself and your body, because remember your body is listening to you, we are so focused on food. But, you know, we feed our body constantly with thoughts. And, of course, the thoughts we have in mind determine our choice of food. So it's not about the food. If we focus more on our thoughts and made sure that they were pure, they were nutritious, they are the seeds of the body, and from those seeds, that's where our health grows.
1: That's that's powerful too because a lot of you know there's a lot of weight issues out there or not issues but people that are wanting to release weight having a hard time eating well so going back into what's their thoughts why they may have put on the weight um, just playing again with the thoughts just asking yourself some questions of you know what else might be going on getting deeper into your own being and sometimes it's just stopping and just being with yourself this it's day and age I think we go 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 and I, I know I can and it's you know we need to just settle down and stop for a little while
2: and again it's the story and and what actually weighs the body down far more are emotions and you know some people can eat so much food and never put an ounce on and other people hardly eat anything and then their body just keeps expanding it. So it's not the food. And the sooner people realize this and, and so okay, what are the hefty emotions that I am still carrying around, what I've taken on from my family How can I start resolving these? What is the story? Um, And then again, reflexology is fantastic because you don't always have to remember consciously. And what reflexology does, it works at the subconscious level. So it helps release some of the memories and belief system that we actually uh, may not be ready to embrace or um, don't quite know what to do with, but the body knows and the soul knows. And that's the most important thing And because, of course, the soles of the feet, S O L E S reflect the state of the soul s-o-u-l in the body and of course we are a spirit that has come to earth and to experience a physical life but it's the soul that drives the body
1: very powerful now chris you have been obviously given many of book reviews so would you like to share one of them with us Yes, I'd
2: love to, my angel. I think the one I loved was um, on Facebook by a girl in Nottingham, England, and she said, I have recently bought your book, and the excitement it filled me with was indescribable. Your use of language is beautiful and passionate, and it was wonderful to read the perspective of reflexology that echoed, echoed my own thoughts and approach. I love the layout and the way in which the text challenges your thoughts." And I thought that was really super because it captured really, um, it was Philippa Mitchell, the uh, editor, who did the layout, and that was, I thought, very, very special. Um, But she actually captured because uh, one of the things I do, I do a lot of quotes in the book. But I don't actually give any credit to anybody. Reason being is that no thought is an original thought. And all this information that is in the book has come from a far greater source than me, which is why I don't generally copyright or um, franchise. So every thought, so every quote I should say, the only quote I did attribute to was to Shakespeare, who said, there is no good and there's no bad, only thinking maketh it so. But the other quotes I've just left open because who knows where they started, who started them. And anyway, they originally came from the universe. So that actually is a very freeing and liberating thing because you then don't have to keep going and getting permission to use this and permission to do that. But this is anyway brought, as I say, from the universe. So I do hope the readers enjoy it because it's full of information. It is um, thought provoking. It's giving another aspect to um, life and it's, it's hopefully going to help the reader empower themselves.
1: So you can purchase Chris's book on Amazon.com. It's called Hot Footing It to Health. If you'd like to get in touch with Chris, her website is www.alwaysbe. And what's the rest of it? <laughs>
2: .com. <laughs> .com. And it's B without the E. So it's uh, always B minus E um, dot com.
1: Perfect. And for me, if you'd like to become part of my secret team, this is off of, of where we are, but I am looking to expand. And if you'd like some amazing products and would like to be part of my VIP group, please send me a message. If you'd like to shift your perspective, like a reflexology session on I would love the opportunity to assist you. You can contact me at healthyenergy@shaw.ca. So thank you, Chris, for being with me today. I've loved chatting with you. As I always say, I always love being with you and just hearing your insights. They're awesome. So thank you.
2: Thank you, you, my angel. I always love chatting with you. So thank you so, so much. And big love to you all from South Africa.
1: Yay. And big love from Vancouver. Yay. Have a magical week, everyone, and do something kind for yourself and book a reflexology session.
0: Thank you for listening. Be sure to join your host, Margo Nielsen, for another edition of Healthy Energy with Margo. We're live every Monday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. What positive energy can you attract in the coming week?